Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Yes, good morning, good morning, good morning. We are on the air. Tell everyone, I am Jada Williams, your national NABWIC Talks radio host today and radio chair. I have to ask you, just like the commercial said, to please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Or, you know what, keep it simple, just head over to our website at www.nabwic.org and engage with us. Yes, check out our calendar. There's many great things going on within the organization. And click, yes, click that Join Now button and become one of our newest members. Get your red shirt and meet up with us at our next national event. We have, of course, an action-packed show for you planned today, and I am so excited to get going this morning on NAPWIC Talks. But first, we also have in the studio no other than the master builder herself, Miss Ann McNeil, and Ursula Olam of Sula 2 and Jackie Perry of JP and Associates. Good morning, Ann. How are you? Jada, 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 I tell you, every week if I were any better, I would be you. And, Jada, I want to remind our listeners to please remember to comment, like, and share this show. This is going to be one of the greatest, yes, I'll leave headed right, one of the greatest of all time interviews because we are discussing our billion-dollar water industry day event that we're planning for November 9th. And this will become an annual event where we're helping water utilities organizations all over the country deal with some struggles, some challenges, and some problems But we're the salve, the salve, as my grandmother used to say, the ointment, if you will, to put on that hurt, to put on that problem, to help solve the problem in getting workforce pipeline into the industry. So, Jada, again, we are the voice, not just of black women in construction, but the voice of this industry in Every industry, whether it's water, facilities, aviation, transportation, transit, healthcare, does not matter what. And we want to just continue to remind our listeners to comment, like, and share this show, but also connect with us by going to navweek.org and participate, whether or not you are a member, a sponsor, a partner, or just an interested individual interested in this phenomenal information. So as always, Jada, let's get this party started. Of course, let's get this party started. And exactly as our fearless leader said, listen, just check us out and become one of our NABWIC friends. We love our NABWIC friends. Listen, we have, a, again, an action-packed show planned today with our special guest, Mr. Christopher Barlow. But before we get this party started, let's take a quick commercial break. 
I'm ready. Are you ready? The time is now to amplify your life and create your signature book. And what better time than this weekend to start moving towards your dreams? You will be amazed at how much you can get done in one weekend if you only knew what to do. Your book journey is waiting for you, so take the first step. Purchase the book, then connect with Ursula Odom, your book coach at Sula 2 Publishing. Ursula10k.com, E-R-S-U-L-A-1-0-K.com. Yes, indeed, there is a story inside of us. Love that beautiful commercial. Contact Ursula Odom for your next book process. But today, our special guest, Mr. Christopher Barga, we are going to hear his journey, his special story. So Christopher is an experienced project manager and design engineer that has focused his practice on the analysis and design of municipal water utility projects primarily in Southeast Florida since 2001. This experience has developed through the execution of numerous drinking water, wastewater, and water reclamation projects. These projects include the successful completion of numerous rehabilitation and new designs of pump station installations, pipeline projects, water treatment and supply projects, hydraulic modeling, pumping, permitting, construction observations, and the list goes on. Chris graduated from the University of Florida with a bachelor's degree in environmental engineering. He received a pre-engineering associate in arts from Gulf Coast Community College after an enlistment in the U.S. Navy. And, of course, Mr. Chris has been married to his wife, Cindy, since 2000. They have two beautiful teenagers. Wow, such a busy, busy, busy bio, Mr. Christopher Barlow. Welcome and good morning to NABWIC Talks. How are you? Oh, I've never been better, Jada. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? Listen, I'm so excited to get this interview going. I know that you have been such an important figure, are a part of the, the planning committee for NAVWIC's National Water Industry Day that is a part of our National NAVWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon. So I have, you know, with, between Jackie and I and reaching out to your team, we've put together our own mini bio of you. First of all, how about you tell us in your own words a little bit about yourself and how you came to do the things that you're doing today? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, as a kid, I was, you know, real mechanically minded, and and every toy that I got, you know, had to be taken apart and put back together, and then, um, you know, it led to kind of an interest in electronics, and so that's joined the Navy and, you know, kind of really um, showed what I already knew uh, for a lot of it that I'd been tinkering around with for forever, but that was um, some pretty high-level um, electronics and very exciting part of my life. And then after I got out, as you mentioned, I went to Gulf Coast Community College and met my wife there. And we went on to the University of Florida. And uh, naturally, I thought I would be an electrical engineer. And um, but I got to thinking, you know, man, I've been doing electronics all my life <laughs> in my early 20s. And uh, it's kind of funny now looking back, think that that was in my mind. But I decided to try something different. And the um, environmental engineering field was uh, said to be kind of the, the new hot thing. And so I'm kind of an outdoors kind of person. And I said, that that sounds perfect for me. And um, so finished that and kind of, you know, to my surprise, it wasn't really anything new, you know. A half a century earlier, they they called it sanitary engineering, and and now when we we think back on what all the Romans did, you know, we're probably in our third millennium of, um, you know, designing the essential systems of water that that's you know essential to life and civilization. So, it's a very noble profession that I really appreciate um, being successful in. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And what are your key focuses? Um, these days. Okay, well, in the in the water industry, you know, it's um, what I like to tell my uh, clients and acquaintances is, you know, 
if if my clients customers can drink the water and flush the potty we're all having a good day <laughs> and uh, but what really excites me yeah uh don't ever take that for granted you know when, when we look at some of the um strains in in our community especially when hit by storms you know safe drinking water is is essential to life and it's it takes a lot of hard work to keep it um but what really excites me as as an engineer and the kind of the um mechanically minded person you know is like the the startup of new hydroelectric you know systems mechanical stuff pumps pipelines etc and um and so but now and and um I'm pretty new at Black of Beach a little over a year and a half as a project manager and um so I'm I'm really doing the coordination of all those subject matter experts on our design projects and other technical areas and the the water industry you know has has been digital gone digital past tense years ago and we're kind of coming up on the um you know even the the second generation of things like um asset management and uh CMMS which is, stands for computerized maintenance management systems and um it improves the efficiency and reporting and tracking of just routine maintenance and and things like that so that's the that the digital world is really kind of the um you know where we are in the future of of uh the water industry and and it's really cool for me to be a part of that and and it helps our utilities um be organized in um using the their planning documents condition assessments and O&M requirements to to um have a better efficient cost effective utility so that's right now what's you know really keeping me busy in the industry is um besides design work but uh you know the the management side of things and helping our our utilities be a better steward of their customers money of course of course being innovative and thinking of the water industry water industry and construction um, what it's going to look like and function like in the future, which is brings me to my next question is why was it so important, Chris, when you heard about about the um, NAVWIC National Billion Dollar Luncheon and the Water Industry Day event going on, why was it so important for you to participate in events like this with NAVWIC? Well, Jada, I... I learned something um, years into my career that, you know, we're, as an engineer, we're, you know, always think we're the smartest person in the room, and um, who cares about that? Because nobody really cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And um, so this gives me an opportunity to build relationships and collaborate and discover ways that, you know, uh, things can be done better. And, and I met Ann McNeil during a pursuit for a uh, water utilities department project. And, um, and I just want to make sure that uh, NABWIC is aware of Palm Beach County's requirements for um, black minority business and participation in their projects. And, um, you know, it's important uh, that leaders like you with your entrepreneurial spirit are aware of the potential significance, significant work that's on the horizon. And um, there's some wide open gaps and the local construction community that really need to be filled by small minority businesses. You know, these potential businesses include everything from, you know, all the engineering disciplines, uh, electrical, structural, instrumentation, mechanical, uh, survey, uh, construction inspection services, whether it's during construction or inspections of, you know, existing underground systems, um, construction administration and management services, geotechnical and uh, materials testing, public relations, et cetera. And um, these businesses are ready to be created and filled by small minority businesses. And, and uh, Palm Beach County and Southeast Florida is just, they, they really, I believe, have some good incentives for that. And just, I'm, I want to help promote that any way that I can. Did that come through okay? 
Yes, of course. Yes, indeed. Of course, if you are in Palm Beach County, South Florida, I know that all of our members are running and writing that information down. Listen, if you are new to NAVWIC Talks, please, we give out all the resources, a little bit of tea throughout the conversation, so you might want to grab a notebook and pen. So, of course, thank you so much for that, Chris. Um, so with the national, with NAVWIC National Water Industry Day event, what should attendees expect to see as far as from your aspect of your participation? Well, our focus in the water industry, in the, in the construction industry, at least for my division, is water. Um, Black & Veatch is a full global, full service firm. Um, but our local representation is going to, you know, um, be in the lines of, you know, talking about new upcoming regulated contaminants. That's what's going on um, in our industry. But, you know, we also, you know, want to uh, share one of the committees that I've um, gravitated towards with uh, NABWIC is, is the training and certification uh, opportunities within the industry to, you know, help individuals, you know, know where and what the opportunities are, you know, how, um, how do you get qualified to be an inspector or um, operator or, you know, that was something that I, I failed to mention earlier, um, you know, Black of Beach does operations and so we've got licensed operators. Sometimes we stick around after being uh, there for the owner and the contractor and, and commissioning the, the water treatment plant. But, you know, we've got a lot of experience and we want to, you know, share that, share the, um, the ideas and opportunities for uh, showing what different career paths are available for anyone interested in, in the engineering field and all the different challenges and, and and um, avenues available to them, you know, even even besides water, there's there's so much out there, um, and so you know we want to we want to yes, showcase indeed. that we know, yeah. The, yes, and keeping and like you said before, staying innovative and making sure that you're providing that information and opportunities to the next and up and coming. So in your audience, if you're not familiar, because this is one of our first um, National Water Industry Day coming back um, since everything is opened back up a little bit since COVID, but this is a virtual event. And what Mr. Chris is also mentioning in his comments is that we are going to have different breakout rooms. So Christopher Barlow, um, Black and Beach will be in one of those breakout rooms and the certifications where you will be able to speak directly with the different speakers and corporate participants and corporate sponsors that will be a part of the National Industry Day. Some other things is you will be able to network and um, communicate, of course, with the Water Industry Day companies and agencies. There also will be a breakout room for the traditional education for young professionals that are aligning themselves on the college or junior college or young professionals pathway and, of course, the certification and getting those skills through professional training. So we have an absolutely robust agenda that will be displayed at this next billion-dollar luncheon. Excuse me, I have to say it correctly. The next NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, billion-dollar luncheon and water industry day, that will be going down on November 9th, and that is a Tuesday. So please remember that and head over to our website or Eventbrite and go ahead and register for that event because it's coming up soon. Chris, before we get into more conversation about you and Black and & Beach and the great opportunities that are up, coming up and down the pipeline and this beautiful Water Industry Day that will be going on, we're going to take a quick commercial break. 
We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, we And let me give you just a couple of more notes to write down on that NABWIC news that you can absolutely use before I give the mic over to the master builder herself. Please remember, in January is our NABWIC National Annual Meetings that will be taking place this year in North Carolina, so you'll want to check that event out. South Florida will be having their monthly chapter meeting in Southeast Florida and Detroit, of course. Of course, we'll have their Lunch and Learns Atlanta chapter, yes, the ATL representing with Who's in Your Tribe, their event that they have monthly, and of course, Texas. Yes, if you are in Texas, you'll want to reach out and find out the different events that are going on in Texas, Texas with the monthly Networking socials. Miss Ann McNeil. We are super busy in Nabwick. Okay. Well, it would Mr. Help if I came off mute, Jada. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I have to come off mute. So excited talking on mute. I uh, just wanted to just interject a couple of things, Jada, if I may. Of course. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good morning again, Chris. How are you this morning? Oh, Ann, I've never met her. Thanks for asking. So great to hear your voice. (laughs) Thank you. Just wanted to just mention to our listeners the power of collaboration and strategic partnerships. And our partnership on behalf of NABWIT with Black and Beach, uh, I have to just really make sure that we let them know that it is because of you being willing to volunteer to help us make this a phenomenal second event that we're hosting for the Navit Water Industry Day. We hosted our first one about 2016, and it was a phenomenal success. But I just had a question for you in terms of just making sure our listeners understand the power of the water industry and the jobs, whether or not, you know, you have a college degree. Can you just share with our listeners uh, some of the opportunities that are available without college degrees in the water and water utilities uh, industry? Thank you. Thank you, Jada. Yes, Anne. Early in my career, one of my first bosses mentioned to me, we're we're at a water plant, and, and the plant manager you know his uh you know he had you know a decade and a half or so of experience and you know we we all knew what each other made and his his salary was rivaling ours and um and how do you get into that position and it's you know there's no college degree required it's just a um it's a it's a position that is typically filled by someone that you know, came in into uh, a water facility as a um, an entry level operator and and learning their the trade and getting their licensure and going to work and learning um, how the uh, the the facility is managed and you know through that that gradual um, you know on the job training uh, it it can lead to some uh, actually high level. Uh, management positions that have great pay and um, and you're not 
you know, with a, a student loan that you're, you know, have that burden and um, the utilities are going to support you. I mean, they, they need that management. So they're going to um, help you and promote you getting your licensure. Your, um, they're, and they're all issued by the various states. And, um, and, and as someone is, you know, going through that, um, that apprenticeship process, let's just say, you know, the, 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 the key is, is to just enjoy and learn the um, position that you're at, you know, and, and trust the people around you. And here at Black & Veatch, uh, when we attend meetings, we have a um, uh, kind of a, a principle, an aspire principle of to be here now. And I think we should also say that that goes even at each step and phase of your career. Be there and, and take it in and enjoy it. Don't uh, rush and, and uh, covet that next position. And, um, you know, you're going to meet uh, have obstacles along the way and, and um, you know, just forgive and don't let others hold you back. And, um, and whether that's in operations and, you know, also in probably in construction with construction companies, you know, if you're a, a standout person that really, you know, gets it as far as work ethic and the objectives, um, you know, just there, there are no dead end jobs in, in this industry, you know, if someone is is at kind of a, a stagnant point in their career, then it it it's the sign that they need to be looking for the next thing and and looking at you know where where can I um you know find a promotion? What's the next level? What setting goals um is the key you know to uh, success in any career, whether it's um you know professional with an engineering degree or you know, the, and the um, the trades, uh, just keep setting goals and keep moving. And, and your supervisors and management are, are going to recognize that. And, and if, you know, they're good managers, they want to promote you because it, um, it makes them look better. And, and that's, that's my recommendation is, you know, the uh, operations has a, a lot of, we have a lot of needs. We have a lot of um, senior uh, operators with a lot of experience that are retiring from our utilities and and um, you know in my conversations with with my clients here that actually is probably one of the the, um, the biggest risks that they have right now is is um, people that understand and, and know their system and, and that um, has the experience to uh, you know not just deal with day-to-day -day, uh, operations but um, occasionally there's problems and that's when, when, um, the experience really counts, uh, when someone that's been at a facility for a long time, they know how, what the, um, what the processes and procedures are to, uh, keep the, the facility working properly through, you know, the strains that we may have, uh, weather, um, anything like that, power outages. So, um, that, that's my, um, recommendation. I've always been, I won't say envious, but uh, it's been kind of a, a, a dream of mine or a, a goal is to, to get this message out, especially even into high schools, maybe even have high schools where they do a, um, a cooperative type training at the um, uh, utilities, you know, so uh, similar to like welding or auto shop where they, where they can get their students exposed to utility operations. I, I think that would be great for the industry. Okay, Jada. I think that and, would be. Uh, Chris, yeah, sorry, Jada. No, uh, just one second, thank you. Uh, Jada and Chris, I just just wanted to just make sure that our listeners heard everything he said. What Chris just did was he just teed up the reason why we're having this water industry day event because. Nobody's having that conversation collectively, and we just want to continue to give kudos to Black and Beach, and with Chris's leadership, please attend and participate with us as you listen to this show, everybody. Jada's going to give you the details, but please plan to join us, and when you have an opportunity to go into the breakout with our billion-dollar luncheon and water industry event, please choose the breakout with Chris so you can continue this conversation. If you have any family, friends, or coworkers who are looking for a career 
even if they do not have a Ph.D., a MBA, a B.S. degree, sometimes they don't even need a high school degree, just a willing desire and a commitment to learn, like you said, set goals, and to be diligent in the work in the water utilities area. So, Chris, I just want to, and Jada, thank you for your patience. I just want to come on and, and really tee that up because it is so vitally important that we all understand, and Chris said it in the beginning, nothing happens without water. And this Water Industry Day event that we're hosting virtually online, our listeners can go to maverick.org to get the details. You can also go to Eventbrite. But, Jada, I'll turn that back over to you because, as you can see, I am very excited. And we have a lot of people listening in. We just want to remind them, if you want to participate in this conversation, even though our time is up, just press 1 on your phone and Jada will take your question. <laughs> you took mine. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is absolutely one of the best parties going on in the studio this morning. We are all extra excited. And I hope that you are picking up, too, if you are a teacher, um, an administrator, or have a family member or friend that's a teacher. Yes, this is something that the high school students can attend. And like Ms. Ann and Christopher have mentioned before, you, just if you haven't gotten the point, you, Y-O-U, you are in high demand. If you are looking for a career, you can attend this billion-dollar luncheon and water industry day and connect with people, individuals like Mr. Christopher Barlow and other companies and agencies that can assist you with connecting the dots and figuring that all out. Listen, I know that our phone lines are burning up. So, yes, please remember to press 1 on your phones. I do have a couple of comments from our different social media platforms that are coming in, but of course, we have to do host privileges and get Miss Ursula Odom of Sula 2 in the conversation. Good morning, Miss Ursula. How are you? Good morning, Jada. I am fine and really interested in this conversation because water is in the news here in the Tampa Bay area. In fact, just this morning they announced that one of the solutions for Piney Point is to, to dig a hole deep, deep in the ground and go past the aquifer and get rid of that poisonous water that's, um, that, has, that recently spilled into the bay. Now, that doesn't sound so good to me. And so this is an educational moment. And, Chris, if this is something that, that you've been paying attention to or know something about, tell me, why is that safe to do what they're talking about doing? Well, it all depends on the, the location. Um, and I'm not a hydrogeologist, but that's really the the uh, the scientific area that would you know make the decisions and the determinations of whether or not that's even possible in the um, in the Tampa area. So you know I'm uh, okay. Let, going to have to probably you know defer that to them you know but if they would they would do a uh, consider about a, a testing and um, and then there would be a lot of monitoring to confirm that it's being safe if they end up going that route. I realize the error of my question, so if you if you bear with me, let me rephrase it. Ex- could you mm-hmm. explain what that process is, not whether or not it's a good one or not, because I don't want you in a position mm-hmm. of having to, to say what they did was good or not. So I apologize for that. But I'm, I'm trying to understand what is it really that they're doing. Well, here in southeast Florida, um, we have essentially three aquifers. We have the uh, the surficial aquifer, which is where we get a lot of our drinking water, and there's a confining layer. Imagine if you're drilling down in the ground, and then there's a second aquifer that's uh, a brackish aquifer. It is also a drinking water source aquifer, and um, it takes a lot higher level of water treatment to utilize that water. It's an alternative water source. And then you drill through another confining layer, and there's another aquifer. Um, I believe it's referred to like as the boulder zone, and um, and it's utilized by um, utilities all throughout southeast Florida for disposal of treated wastewater secondary effluent. And 
Um, they've been doing that for years. There's a lot of monitoring of it, but and the uh, the wastewater has been treated to um, uh, like at least secondary standards. And I know you don't want me to get into the the, the gory details of it, but it's had a, a certain amount of treatment, and and there's water quality standards that allow it to be. Um, disposed of in that aquifer, and then there's monitoring wells to ensure that it that that water is not migrating back up into the first two um, drinking water supply aquifers. What I don't know about in in Tampa is whether or not the geology supports it. But if they you know do go that route, um, there'll be you know the the, the proper science and um, environmental regulations will will have to be met in order for that even to be an option. And, and probably at this stage of the game, they're probably at least just studying and analyzing it to make a determination and prove whether or not that that is an option. Um, so, it, you know, at least you. they're um, thinking of something. They they have to come up with a solution for, for that problem for sure. Um, it's It's – you know, not just going to go away without analyses and capital spent on it. So I, I hope I answered your question there. You did. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much, and great job with answering that question because I'm over here like this is all in- interesting to me. So more conversations like this that you can communicate with the experts you will be able to find in our different breakout rooms. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on the hot seat, which is really not the hot seat because you are such a magnificent leader (laughs) in the water industry. So you can add advisor consultant on your many task lists of different things or come up with an educational podcast with breaking down these different questions that we may have explaining the water process. Miss Jackie Perry of JP and Associates, good morning. I know you want to join in this conversation and test Mr. Chris. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jada, for including me. Actually, I'm just sitting here mesmerized and learning uh, more about the uh, the water industry and all that's entailed, and it's a very exciting area. And uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, Mr. Chris, for being on with us and and for sharing. And actually, I can't wait to hear more uh, on next Tuesday when we actually have the luncheon and everybody's just gathered together, and especially those young people that will be a part who, like myself, will be in a position to uh, just learn about all the exciting things that can happen with this very important industry. Like I said, without water, we don't have life, right? So it's key to every element of our life. And uh, so once again, just thank you for uh, being on and being willing to share with us. It's been my pleasure, Jackie. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. So, Mr. Barlow, we just have a couple more questions. I just want to know, because like Jackie said, she's mesmerized. I'm super excited and mesmerized about how you could just break that down in a two-minute um, speaking point. Now, how do you get all of this done? What is your key to work-life balance, being such a leader over at Black and Beach, having a family, and then also being a pioneer and want to make sure that you volunteer and reach back? Well, as far as the work-life balance, um, I, I know this, this is being recorded, but I uh, – so I'll be honest with you. I, I really shut it off on the weekends. Um, you know, I don't mind working long days, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 hours, you know. You, you saw when I sent my email last night. And um, – but when the weekend comes, that, that time's for me and my family. So, um, you know, when – just that that's it you know when i when um from say like you know as early as sunday night but you know obviously no later than monday morning through friday you know i'm um that's when i really uh dedicate my myself to my practice and the profession but on the weekends unless 
you know, and, and sometimes it, it happens, um, you know, get deadlines or proposals or, or th- things have to get turned out over the weekend. Um, but I, I try to avoid that and, and that, that's what works for me. So, um, taking a little time off. Well, thanks for sharing so much because I know sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day that I just want to let everyone know you are human, too, getting all of it done. (laughs) So, Chris, Mr. Barlow, you are super um, popular in the studio today. Like I mentioned, our phone lines are going off the chain, so I won't be stingy. I, we are opening up the mics in the studio, and I know one of our favorite people, our National NAVWIC Vice President, has joined us in the studio. Um, good morning, Dr. Esther Lambert. Your mic is open. Good morning, Jada. Good morning, Chris. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us from the get-go. Um, we really appreciate your um, participation, your support, and everything you bring to the table. So my my question is, my niece is a high school teacher, and um, she she has committed to inviting some students to the to the water industry event. But um, in layman's terms, could you um, just Speak to the student as to why an event like this would be valuable for their attendance and um, information. Oh, Esther, nice to hear your voice. Yes, thank you very much. Um, well, you know, I have two teenagers, and and one, my youngest is very focused. She knows exactly what she is going to do, and um, and. My my son, on the other hand, is just kind of waiting for the world to come to him. I feel, and 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 that's maybe part of you know why I'm so passionate about this is that you know young people um, they don't really you know they can't imagine what all life and the world lies ahead for them, and if they don't see opportunities, then they will never know they're there. You you don't know what you don't know. So, um, you know, I doubt many people really realize that, you know, you can have a career at a, at a water plant or within the, the water industry. Maybe they do if they have family there, but to know that that's a, um, uh, a, you know, a, a trade that you could go into and that they're going to train you and, and, um, you're going to get promoted. You're, you know, maybe some of the entry level jobs, they may feel that, you know, that it, the, the pay is, not as exciting as that they would like for it to be, but but you know uh, they have to trust that it they're as they grow and they learn and they develop that that's going to keep up with them and it is a uh, a, a way to have a, a good livelihood and um, and again I think a career that's very rewarding. Thank you so much for that response, Chris. Thank you so much, Dr. Lambert, our Vice President of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, joining us in the studio. Listen, you know that this has to be an absolutely amazing event coming up, and what we are speaking on is on November 9th, on a Tuesday at 11.30 a.m., we will be kicking off the National Association of Black Women in Construction billion-dollar luncheon and water industry day. This event has called out everyone. All of our heavy hitters are in the studio, are joining us in the studio this morning. So, Christopher, Mr. Barlow, thank you so much. And Black and Beach, this is the energy that we like to bring to NAPWIC Talks, which makes me remember, hey, I have to put a special plug in. If you want to advertise, get your mission, your message, your next opportunity out, please come reach out to NAVWIC Talks at marketing at navwick.org or just call me directly, Jada, at 786-702-1005. 
I love getting your information out. We love getting your information out. The National Association of Black Women in Construction Marketing Committee, like Mr. Christopher mentioned, we were exchanging emails last night, so we will definitely do our work on your behalf. So, Chris, we are at the top of the hour in our interview, which this Discussion could go on for forever, I feel. Are you ready for the hard questions now? Yes, bring it on. I'm ready for anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love to hear. So with you being such a pioneer and so excited and energetic, we have heard your passion about the water industry, water industry in the construction field in itself and the importance and hear the passion with you reaching out and opening up individuals' minds, not just young people, individual minds of the different opportunities there. Please share with our audience your favorite book or what you are currently reading that keeps you motivated. Oh, Jada. <laughs> um, let's see. I one one book that I um have sitting over here on the on the uh desk behind me. I, I started reading it and uh, and um just finding the time to slow down and relax and and finish it is probably one of my biggest challenges, but it, it it's a book uh John C. Maxwell How Successful People Lead. And um, you know, it's it's all about, you know, proven leaders. Um, you know, it, it teaches and and uh the, the the fact that, you know, the leader has to have respect and a re- reputation for building relationships that get the results. And um and you know, to you know, prove to others that, you know, in the end, you know, your the the reward is is um kinda inconsequential. You know, if, if you're helping people, um, like I'm trying to do here today, and and you know everyone here on this call that seems to be a a, a unifying mission is to, you know, uh, you know get people thinking and realizing that um, the world is out there, and we we need your help, and um, you know trust us that you know as as you come in, we're as we have the opportunity to. To lead, we're not um, pushing you and telling you what to do. We're 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 showing you. We're um, leading by example and respect. And and at the end, we want to promote the people around us to uh, their highest level. You know, beyond what they could have imagined. And and even if um, it most especially includes them getting. Good credit and um, and being advanced through their career that's that's the uh, true success and and this this book um, you know lays that out real simple um, that you know the 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 key to leadership is um, you know the success of others you know if if you're that um, you know center uh, focused person wanting credit, then um, you're really holding yourself back. You know, you got to help others flourish and and you'll kind of be pulled up in the vacuum with them as they uh, accelerate through their career. So, um, and, and, you know, we've all uh, run into difficult people in our career. And I I, I mentioned that, I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, um, you know, just, some people you'll just have to forgive because they've never really kind of learned that principle. You know, I, I think back to um, my years and, you know, the enlistment in the military and the military is all about breaking you down and, and, um, and then bringing you back up, but pretty, uh, it can be kind of harsh, you know, on its leadership style. And, um, and I caught myself a few years ago um, realizing that, man, that, nobody likes that and if you can't um be approachable and be a- attractive to people you know attracting people to come to you and want to be um uh, a part of the things that you're doing and and to be a part of that team and wanting to uh you know help help with the success um then you're just not meeting your own uh, kind of 
you know, capabilities if you're, you know, not showing and helping other people um, be successful and, and to do that in a kind way is, is so simple. And to me, it's just the, um, it's the key to, to life and, and um, others around you wanting to be attracted to what you're doing and, and they'll succeed as well. That's um yes, indeed. kind of my, People. my, my new thing. I won't say new thing, but it's uh it's a, it's, it's so essential to just be rewarding to others and, and everything you do will always come back to you. Yes, of course, of course, being that sunshine to others. Thank you so much for explaining that and being a great example of, a good leader. And if you didn't catch that, it's the John C. Maxwell, written by John C. Maxwell, How Successful People Lead. Because, Chris, your leadership style is phenomenal, and we want more leaders like you. And thank you so much for painting a beautiful picture of relationship building and explaining that leadership and training does not have to be so harsh. You know, we can have some compassion, have a little fun with it. People love to do business with individuals, with people they like, love, and trust, which, Chris, you kind of touched on the point of being that relationship building and having like synergies between NAPWIC and that corporate partner is why we value our relationships that we strategically partner with companies like you at Black and Beach and just yourself as a leader. So for all of those other companies out there, yes, don't be shy. Reach out and get involved with NAPWIC just as Chris Barlow has done um, from Black and Beach. I hope that everyone has enjoyed another Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. with NAVWIC Talks. Mr. Christopher Barlow, thank you so much for coming on the air. I want to ask you just one more thing because our audience will beat me up if I don't. How can individuals get in contact with you? You have an email address or a social media. Well, my social media is limited to LinkedIn, and uh, my email address is my last name and first initial, Barlow C at bv dot com. That's well, my thank uh, work you. email. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. That is Barlow C. So thank you so much for joining us on Nap Week Talks, and everyone, we hope that you will see us, that we will see you on November 9th, that is on a Tuesday, at the National Association of Black Women in Construction Billion Dollar Luncheon and Water Industry Day. Thank you so much for joining us on NAVWIC Talks. And until next week at 8.30 a.m. Wednesday, have a beautiful day. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.